I'm just going to say, wow, what are my eyes seeing right now? The blessings of the Lord. Amen. Yes. By a show of hands, who in here has lost a loved one or a friend due to martyrdom? Has anyone lost their house, land, or possessions for the cross of Christ? Has anyone, was anyone not able to make it here today because they're in prison for the cross of Christ? Does anyone here not have a Bible that encourages them daily? Is any of you, are any of you today lonely because you don't have your friends, they were taken away from you, because you don't have this group to commune with, because they all run away because of persecution? We are blessed beyond yes. compare. Yes. Therefore, we should be praising God and living a life beyond compare. Yes, it's true. We should be praising God continually for his protection from persecution. The martyrs, they lived a selfless life. The ones that we've heard mostly have lived a selfless life for Christ. Yes. That was their goal. They gave them, they gave him all that they had. Yes. Their whole life, they lost their possessions. They didn't have most of those things that I just asked you about. Even though death was promised to them, they still stood fast in their faith and went through the persecution and the death that they died. I'm going to read a verse from Mark 10, verse 29 through 31. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house or brother or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. But he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life but many that are first shall be last and the first and the last shall be first today i'm going to tell you about a martyr that did not only give his life his whole life for christ he gave his life for others and that's what we should do also Yes, yes. This is another step above what other martyrs have done, which I'm sure that they gave their lives for the brethren too, because you can't love God without loving your brethren. But this, we know about this in this way, that he loved others. This person is Paul. It is said that he died under Emperor Nero by the sword, but he was stoned before that. Yes. And somehow he survived. Why did he survive? Because the Lord gave him longer life to further his kingdom. Yes. How do I know that? Philippians 1, 12 through 14. But I would, ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, yes. 
so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident in my bonds, are the more bold to speak the word without fear. All those things happened to Paul for the glory of Christ so that the brethren would see it and not have fear. That they can speak the word of God. He gave his life for Christ. He gave all the gain that he could have for Christ. And I'm going to read a couple verses that show this. Philippians chapter 3. If you want to turn to Philippians and follow along. Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 and 8. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Amen. Yes. Yet doubtless, yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, yes. that I may win Christ. Oh, and by the way, I'm not focusing on his death right now because it's not how he died that's important. It's how he lived. Amen. He lived for Christ. He gave all that he had for Christ and for the brethren. He also gave his life for the brethren and the furtherance of the gospel. And this is shown in Philippians chapter 1. Yes. Philippians chapter 1, verse 20 through 25. According to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, yes. as also, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. That was his goal. Yes. For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Amen. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I what not. For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart. He wanted to be with Christ. He could have sacrificed his life for Christ, and that would have been easier for him because he wanted to be with Christ. But he decided to live in the persecution to be with his brethren, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for the furtherance and joy of faith. Amen. He lived for the brethren. Also, Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 through 17. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if any, and if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereunto ye have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me, 
and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example. Hey. So he wanted his fellow brethren to walk as he was walking. Yes. Pressing toward the mark of the high calling of God and living for others. Philippians 1, 27-29 also show this, his desire for the brethren. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you, or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. Amen. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Amen. This is what the church that he was talking to was called to. They were called to stand fast in one spirit and with one mind strive together for the faith of the gospel. We should be doing that too. Yes. But we have a benefit. We are not called only to believe on him and to suffer for his sake. We aren't suffering for his sake. We are in certain ways, but not like they were. So this brings me to my bottom line. Which is better, persecution or safety? The loss of all things or wealth and possessions? Imprisonment or freedom? Separation of brethren or union? In verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 11 through 13, it says this. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and how to abound. Everywhere in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Amen. Are we content in our state too? We have a better state. Those things lifted above, we have the better of them all. Yes. If we enjoy the better of these things, how much more should we be doing these things. Yes. If they were able to do it under persecution, how much more should we be able to do this? That's right. As our pastor was warning us, we need to use the time of prosperity to grow closer to God and to be better. Otherwise, persecution will come. Or, Captivity, like in the Israelites' days, they were either serving God or they weren't. And when they weren't, the Lord brought captivity to them so that they would repent. Now I want to read this verse to you. 2 Corinthians 12, 10 through 11, actually 9 through 10. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, would I rather... Glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches 
and necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then am I strong. Amen. What's the difference here? We're not in persecutions, but when we have these other four, five things in this verse, we better take them because the power of Christ is to those that take them. We don't have the advantage of having persecution to take it so that we have the power of Christ in us to do these things, but we can do those things with all our might so that when we are weak, we are strong. And I want to read one other verse. This verse has meant a lot to me because it, it's very applicable to our generation. It's Revelation chapter 3, verse 15. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And appoint thine eyes with eyesalve, that thou mayest see. As many as I love are rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. We see Paul's life. He was living for others and Christ. Can we do the same?